it is Rebecca from the Art of Animation. Um, you're listening to Mascapades Podcast. This is Albano here at the Ink and Paint Shop at Art of Animation Resort at Disney. And you are listening to Mascapades. Hello, this is Natsumi from Disney's Art of Animation. I'm listening to Mascapades Podcast. <laughs> You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go! Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your day. Happy Friday, everybody. Look at you. You made it to the end of the work week. I want to thank you for bringing us into your home, car, or wherever you may be. This is Nick, and I am joined by Grace Williams from Walt Express Travel, and we're going to be talking about some Disney Cruise Line. But before we begin, I want to encourage you to check out our friends over at WaltExpress.com. You can join their newsletter, become a Disney expert yourself on deals, tips, and info on all things Disney. Go ahead and check out our friends. They're your friends, too, over at WaltExpress.com. Com. Well, hello, Grace. How are you doing today? Hey, Nick. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm so glad you reached out and you were like, you know what? I'd love to come on to the podcast and talk a little DCL with you guys. And I jumped at that opportunity because it's been a few years since our listeners have really heard anything cruise related on this podcast. So I'm, I'm grateful for you for coming on. I want to thank you very much. But uh, why don't you tell our listeners uh, let's get to know you a little bit. Who are you and what is it that you do? Hey, Nick. Um, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I'm Grace Williams, and I um, absolutely love travel more than anything else, I think. <laughs> but um, I really just, um, you know, I've been working with Walt Express for, gosh, for as long as they've been around. And um I just, my dream is to have everyone love Disney the way that my family loves it. So that's kind of my, my dream and my passion. And um, I hope I can do that by giving out great information and helping people along the way as they need it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's fun. One thing about this job, or I should say this career, um, not even really a pastime. It's a passion. It's what it really is. Bring You hit on something, you know, like bringing that joy to families and uh, you know, that's what really got me into selling travel myself. And I know probably for you as well, because we all love Disney and we all want to bring that joy to families. And I know you're good at re- what you do. And I've known you for what, about two years now, coming up on two years, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been really cool. And listeners, what I know of Grace is she's a very passionate person, very dedicated to what she does. And she truly does want to bring joy of Disney to you and your family. And um, if you've never used a travel agent before, I highly encourage you to do so. And, and 
that's what Grace, that's what she does. She's a travel agent with Walt Express, and so she gets to do this on a daily basis. But one of her expertise is in Disney Cruise Line. And we're going to learn a lot from you today, Grace. I mean, I, I am no expert with DCL by any means. I mean, it's always constantly changing. There's always more to learn. And I tell you what, even our trip out just a few weeks ago, we went out and toured the dream. And I know you're going to get into that, and I'll shut up here in just a second. Um, you know, they're constantly changing these restaurants and retheming all the time. Yeah, they really are. Disney Cruise Line is just, um, it's just head and shoulders above all other cruise lines we've, we've taken. Part of, um, the things that we did as a, as a young family, um, was cruise. And that was with my own parents and now with my own children. And, um, we've been on a lot of different cruises and we even went on the big red boat, which was, you know, kind of the precursor to, uh, Disney Cruise Line. And I, I can just truly say that nobody does cruising like Disney. It's just, um, I don't even know how to explain it, but it is, it is an experience unlike any other. It's just concierge service, even if you don't book concierge. Can we go back to the big red boat? You mentioned big red boat before Disney, before DCL. So for our listeners, what do you mean by big red boat? So the Big Red Boat was actually um, kind of a partnership between a cruise line and Disney before Disney decided that there was a market for that, I guess. Um, and what they did was they had Disney characters on the boat, but it wasn't a Disney product per se. So it was kind of a partnership. And I remember I was uh, probably about 12 when we went on that cruise. And I just remember seeing the characters and we had like they would come to, you know, kind of wave and like hug you and and you know come play with you in the kids clubs and stuff but it it wasn't anywhere near what disney cruise line is now so i'm really glad that disney decided hey we should do this because it's way better than the big red boat was but the big red boat at the time was like it was a big deal it was way different than anything we had ever done was that in the mid 90s yeah it was it was okay (laughs) telling people how old I no no i was just (laughs) because you're you're bringing back Something that I can vaguely remember, and yeah, I, I think it was in the mid '90s. Where did they sail? Like, who, what destinations? The big red boat before we had DCL. Where were they cruising to? Um, well, we went, you know, to the Bahamas, so it was kind of similar to okay. what what we did, um, you know, on this last cruise we took last summer. Um, but they didn't have the private islands, so you know, there's that. But and so now we have DCL. You fast forward 20 plus years, Disney yeah. has their own cruise line and tell us a little bit about these ships if you don't mind me asking how many are there tell our listeners how many there are yeah so currently there are four um ships there are the classic ships where the which are the wonder and the magic and then there are the dream class ships which are the dream and fantasy so um and then we should be getting three new ships coming out uh don't quote me on it but i'm pretty sure it's the uh, 2021 2022 and 2023 and we don't have names for those yet but we have been told that they are going to be uh, maybe just a little bit bigger than the dream class i've always you know when you know when the i think it was the dream the fantasy came out so a handful of years ago they were asking guests what should we name our new, new boats and well first off so the dream of the fantasy are, are sister ships correct correct they yeah. mirror each other okay i put in i put in a name which i really thought was really cool triton oh, or king triton one. wouldn't that be awesome yeah, that would be really cool. And we kind of need a more masculine name for a couple of these ships. But, you know, typically in the in the shipping industry, it is um, more female-like names. When people name their boats, they name them more, for whatever reason, female names. I guess right. it probably goes back way, way back. But um, just trying to remember the people they left back at home. <laughs> 
But right. yeah, I think Triton would be super cool. I think we need some masculine names. Do we have, so they're going to be, I believe they're selling out of New Orleans coming in 2020. And do we know if any of these ships are going to be sailing out of the same port? Well, we don't have anything official about that, but I can tell you that the majority of my clients are hoping for that since most of most of my people are in the you know southeast. But um, I'm really hoping so. They would have to move one of the smaller ships there, but um, you know that would really be a huge okay. bonus. Yeah. So that area down there isn't as big as like a Port Canaveral or yeah, like from, a San Diego, right? From what I understand, it's like Mobile and New Orleans is still bigger than Mobile is. Mobile is very small; it only like holds some real small ships. So we Mobile may never really see a Disney ship unless they redo that whole thing. But I think it has something to do with. Um, how they, you know, build the, uh, I don't even know the right word for it, but basically where they port the ship. The harbor, so like needs, a harbor area? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it has to be deeper. So, um, you know, I have just, um, it's kind of conjecture at this point, but, you know, I'm thinking it'll probably be a classic, you know, dreamer wonder, I mean, wonder magic type situation, which that would be incredible. Sweet. So Disney's adding two more ships. Uh, on top of the four that or three, excuse me, three more ships mm-hmm. on top of the four they already have. Total seven. That's mm-hmm. a good number there. You can yeah. then you can just rename them to the seven dwarfs. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, my next question was: So Disney's building another private island, are they not? Yeah. So they're not, you know, really building it. They've um, they've basically come into agreement, and I believe it's called the Lighthouse. So of course, there's a lighthouse there. You're not going to be able to go up in it or anything like that, but. Um, they're, they're trying to do a very like low impact um, contract, so they're probably not going to be building like huge water parks or anything like that. It's going to be a nice, calm, castaway key type you know, situation. So I think that's really going to be a huge benefit to have more than one island because, honestly, the reason I love castaway, well, one of the many, many reasons I love castaway key so much is that it's so calm and it's because you are the only boat that is at that port. There's no other boats, not even another Disney boat is ported there at the same time. So you get that whole island to yourself. And what is there to do on that island? Oh, goodness. There's tons of stuff. Um, so my family, we're, we're the type that, like, we want to just go relax. So, you know, they have floats and um, tubes that you can rent. And, um, of course, you can snorkel. They have snorkel equipment or you can bring your own. Um, they have jet skis. They have boats. They have um, parasailing. Um you know, they just, they have a huge, uh, they have stingray experiences. There's just a really big set of excursions that you can choose from there. But most people kind of just decide to take it easy and just enjoy the water. It's super cold. So like in July right now, it's pretty hot down there, but that water is always cold. So it's super nice. Do we know the history behind Disney naming the island? That, I mean, that they created out of nothing, uh, Castaway. Do you know, like, maybe possibly why they wouldn't have named it, like, Pleasure Island from, you know, Pinocchio or Neverland or Neverland, uh, you know, from Peter Pan? I mean, do you think that would be more suited towards a Disney name than Castaway? I do. You know, they, um, it used to be, um, I, I don't remember the exact history of it, but something about like there's an airstrip there when you go. And I really need to look this up. But um, there's an airstrip. So, you know, it was an island that was in use before. Really? You know, okay. Um, yeah. Before they leased it. They have a 99 year lease. Uh, no, not 99. It's like 999 or something like that. Happy haunts. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, you know, they have this this lease. And I think it was called like Gorda K or Gorda Key or I don't know. Anyways. Same thing to do. Yeah, there's a 99-year lease. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Um, that's one of the reasons why they were needing to do the lighthouse is because this is going to eventually the lease will come up on it, you know. So, I mean, that's a long way away, but because I think they want to say they did that lease in like 97 when they first, you know, uh, like started doing the cruises with DCL. So it's interesting. Lots of cool stuff. We can only imagine what will be floated around in 99 years from now. Well, well, <laughs> well, well I've, I've read that it's actually going to um, be under sea level at that point. Right, um, exactly. Going to be so, in submarines. You know, it's like, well, we might not be able to find it then. So would, you like to, would you like to go to the resort? That's that's when the area, <laughs> or Little Mermaid section will disappear from AOA and you'll actually have a legit section. <laughs> It'll be under the sea. Right. <laughs> Wow, that's that's amazing, Grace. Really? So, does are so are these plans you've seen, or is this something you've just heard? Um, so I love podcasts. I listen to yours. I listen to yeah. lots of them. I read a lot. I'm a I'm a media specialist, a librarian um, by trade. That's what I do during the day. And so I'm always reading. You know, I'm always like looking for more information. So I, I'm sad that I don't know more about the history of Castaway Key. Now I've got to go look it all up and figure it out. But, well, but I've yeah, heard, I've heard of other. You know, other countries that have uh, on the coast, like resorts that are under the underwater in, in the middle of the ocean, really, uh, as far as they can go. And you see you see them on like the cable news networks and things like that. And they look absolutely be- beautiful. That would be really cool if Disney would invest something in something like that. But of course, you know, then annual passes will go up another two hundred twenty dollars overnight. <laughs> Yes, and parking and <laughs> and everything listen, else. We could have our own Atlantis, and you know, it could be themed after the movie, and like we there could really do something there. That's a great idea. You need to be an Imagineer. I know. Right? Uh, that's awesome. All right, so <laughs> well, let's get back. Wants to do. <laughs> oh, do it. Get him started uh, while he's young, and get him into the right classes, and you know, in college, uh, to gear towards that. There, there are plenty of opportunities, especially in California, where he, where he can go. I think it's Southern California. Uh, Was it the Trojans? They have. Uh, program there for the arts and everything else that you can and even cal right uh where you can gear your your degree towards something in that in that specific area but let's stick into the ships here real quick sorry i kind of got us off track with talking about no, disney with the island and everything else first off what is your favorite ship you know so you've been on how many of them so i've only been on one um, the, the dream on the right disney dream okay I, I, unless you count the big red boat which i don't really count um, so, uh, Disney Cruise kind of has been on our radar for a long time, but we just couldn't make it work with our schedules, um, until last summer. And then we went on the Disney Dream for the double dip and, um, we just couldn't get back quick enough. So we're actually going again very soon, um, on the same cruise because I wanted to take my mother. She's never done a Disney Cruise on. My mother is the reason I loved cruise. She's the one who, you know, encouraged us to do it all the time so um i can't wait to take her on that cruise and let her she's the one who she's the reason i love disney and love cruising so it's like the perfect thing to do awesome uh so but the disney dream the disney dream is obviously my favorite because it's the one i've been on <laughs> and the dream and the fantasy are the same what yeah, are the fantasy's a little bit bigger but okay a different, little bit of a different layout but not too much so it's really just a little bit of minor changes here and there yeah. Yeah, um what are some of the differences between the other two ships then, uh, between the dream and the fantasy? Okay. Well, um, the dream and the fantasy, they, the, really the, the main difference is like they have, um, they both have animators palette and they both have, um, I believe, um, enchanted garden, but they, one of them has Royal palace and the other one has Royal. I forget what it's called. I need to look it up real quick, but their restaurants are a little bit different. Um, and they have, um, their water slot is a little bit different, but other than that, 
it's really just about, it's just a little bit bigger. Um, so there's not a huge difference. The big difference is in the classic ships and the dream class ships because there's, there's a big difference in size. Um, there's a big difference in the way, um, like their dining is different. Like, um, you know, the magic recently went through a re, <laughs> reimagination, I guess you could call it. And, um, you know, so they now have like the aqueduct and stuff. I think the fantasy has the aqueduct which is more of like the water slide where they like where the where it drops out from underneath you. Okay. Um, and you know the dream has the aqua duck which you ride on a, like a raft. So my kids love that way and I have a I have a 6-year-old and a 10-year-old and they that's we we did our top 5 things we were going to do. And that, and that takes you around the boat, right? Like Yeah, it's amazing. It can, it goes out over the side and you can see the ocean down below and then it takes you through the funnel and it is just super duper cool. I, we love that aqueduct. It's and you know the line. I kept thinking the line was going to be terrible because again, the dream and the fantasy are bigger boats. They they hold like I think forty three hundred people, whereas the magic and the wonder only hold about twenty four um, hundred people. So that's a big difference. So I thought, oh, these lines are going to be awful, but they really weren't. And um, we came back a little bit early from Castaway Key and just got right on. It was fantastic. Wait a minute. So the dream holds about twenty four hundred. No, no, no. The dream and the fantasy hold about 43. Oh, okay, okay. And then the magic and the wonder only hold about 2,300. Okay. Now, that aqueduct. 24. Or the aqueduct, when we were there a few couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a few weeks ago by now, yeah. I was amazed how you could really take a tour of the boat just by getting on that raft and going in the aqueduct. Yeah, yeah. It is super cool because, I mean, it does. It takes you all the way around the boat. Um, and you can see all the pools. You can pretty much see all of the stuff outside. Um, so it is a nice way to get yourself acquainted with the boat a little bit. And you just, okay, so you just mentioned a little, a little, uh, so over four, uh, 4,000 individuals mm-hmm. can aboard the dream. You, you know, didn't our tour guide, he told us that there was about a thousand kids on board, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't really feel like there was a lot of kids. So like uh, people who want to, take a cruise but they necessarily don't want to be confronted by uh you know a, a wall of kids coming at them all the time that's that's really not the case no not at all i have a lot of clients that decide to do that as an adult only trip and i can tell you that like you saw the adult areas when we when we went on this cruise and even castaway key has its own adult area called serenity bay um where no no children are allowed so um if you are wanting to take an adults only trip and you just need a break from kids like let's just say you're a teacher and you know you don't have children of your own and you just need a respite you need a little bit of time away from kids you can absolutely do that they have a whole district um you know of clubs and lounges that are adult only they have uh, several pools they have satellite balls i don't know if you remember that one but that's my favorite spot um you know which is basically like a pool where it has like a little waterfall um, around it. And, uh, you know, there's a whole deck that there are no children allowed there. So, and you have the Cove Cafe, which is a coffee shop where it's only adults. It is just nice. They have a lot of, they've really paid a lot of attention, not just to the children on these boats, but the adults as well. Well, let's talk about the children here real quick. I mean, you talk about a getaway for the kids too, and Mm -hmm. not having, not having to see adults, that club that the, that those kiddos could walk into, I don't think if I was in their shoes, I would never go back to my stateroom. Um, we literally had to bribe our, our oldest to come to dinner um, because he just didn't want to leave. He he would wake up in the morning and say, Mom, let's go to Midship Detective, and then I want you to take me to the kids club. I mean, Grace, they had what their own juice bar, <laughs> coffee bar. Like yeah, they, yeah. Could, they could lounge around in those little portholes and lay down 
and yeah. there's a TV in the, in the like top part of it and play video games all day long. They had a video game center where the television was like mm-hmm. as big as a, I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, it was ginormous. It was as huge as a wall. And like foosball and a pool outside with another hot tub and a DJ out there. I mean, it was insane. These kids, yeah. I don't think I'd ever return. I would never Mm-mm. go back to my room. And, and I know if I take Colin on one of these cruises, I don't think I'd ever get him again. Like he, he'd yeah. leave and he's not coming back. Um, and then another thing that really just amazed me, you go into the other kids level area where they're, they get to ride the Millennium Falcon and they get to create all these crafts and watch Disney movies all day long, basically, if they want to, where parents can drop off their kiddos and have a couple hours to themselves. That infant area where they had cribs, did you just not find that amazing? I did. Um, you know, and we're, we've always been the kind of people which we cruise with younger children, but it was on a different cruise line and they just really didn't have anything for, for anybody under the age of three. If they weren't three and potty trained, you were out of luck, which I mean, was fine because when we vacation as a family, we intend to be together as a family. However, like Disney, you know, and I knew about it, but I had not seen it because we didn't need it. And so when they took us on that tour, I was like, wow, this is pretty impressive because it wasn't just cribs. It was, you know, people playing in the floor with these children one-on-one and, I mean, they, they were really getting some good quality interactive time. It wasn't just put them in a crib and, like, put a movie on. It was people actually interacting and working on colors. I mean, I even felt like it was kind of an educational experience just from what I observed, which really blew my mind. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you heard our tour guide. He said all the cast members that are hired in this area all have degrees in education. Right. That makes sense. Maybe I, we could do that one day, Nick. Maybe that I could mean, be our, our job right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how... I guess comforting is that when you drop your kid off that, you know, they're not just being dropped off to a babysitter. They're being dropped off to a cast member that has a degree, not only just a degree, but in education, that's really going to be able to take the time for your child and teach them something. And and not, not just, I mean, they're playing, but they're going to be learning at the same time. And like that infancy area, like dropping your kiddo off. I don't know if I I could do that. You know, if I, if I had a kiddo that was uh, less than one years old, but I mean, they said, yeah, you can drop your kiddo off and they can take a nap here or whatever it may be, or we can play with them. And while the parents go to, uh, I don't know, what was one of the restaurants, the Royal Palace? They have um, the adult, you know, they're adult only restaurants as well. Um, yeah. On um, all the ships, there is Palo, which I, I yeah. loved Palo. It was delicious. Um, and they all, and the dream class, Dream and Fantasy, have Remy. Remy. So that's the yep. French inspired um, one. So if, if, obviously, if you have an infant, someone under the age of three, you're going to need to, you know, have someone take care of them while you're at that dinner because you can't bring them. But um, there's a small fee, you know, that goes with that service and you do have to sign up for it. So, you know, when you do your online check in, it's something that I always recommend to my clients. If you have something that you've reserved, make sure that you have childcare if your child's not old enough to go to the kids clubs. So, and that's something I do for them too. And I know you guys do as well. Um, so another valuable thing that travel agents can kind of help. So you with, how much is, how much do they charge for that? Uh, say I had a kiddo that was, you know, was one and a half. I need to drop him off because I'm going to go have dinner with my wife over at Remy's or Gusto's uh, restaurant. I mean, how much are they charged by the hour or is it just a plan? Um, you know what? I really don't know. I, I know I've booked it for clients before, um, but I don't know if it if it's different based on 
availability or how that works. Okay. So it's something you just check off basically then and say, Hey, I need it for this day or something like that. Right. You would, okay. you do have to reserve it for a certain amount of time. So okay. I do know that, but. But what about the kids area where they do their crafts and get to watch movies and stuff like that? Like that's just, oh, a, yeah. that comes with that's just included in your price. Yeah. So okay. the ages three all the way up until 17, you know, they have, and they're not all grouped together, which I will tell you this, um, other cruise lines kind of split them up within like every four years, they do a different, club and that was problematic for us because my youngest son is he doesn't make friends as easily as my oldest does my oldest is very outgoing and my youngest is more like his dad and so uh disney really met a huge need for us because the younger one tends to really kind of need the older one to to warm up and so disney does three to twelve for the oceaneers club and oceaneers lab um and that is included in your cost and then you know they have vibe and they have edge so um you know, it's just the craziest thing to me is, is how big those areas are. But, you know, they don't have casinos on Disney Cruise oh, Line. which ginormous. I so, you know, they've dedicated all that space to the kids clubs and to the shows and things like that. So, um, you know, I really think Disney did it right when they were focusing on a family by getting rid of the casinos. Now, my mom and dad will miss casinos greatly because they love they love to go in and like just play for some entertainment and then leave. They're not worried about winning, but. You know, it's one of those things that they enjoy, but at the same time, it's like, I, I really think they did the right thing because I enjoy the shows and those kids clubs The you can fly the Millennium Falcon on the dream. Like, can you just let me go play for a little while? Well, what Disney does right too, is they listen to you and I, they listen to the guests, you know, they put out yeah. those surveys. What is it that, and we heard this from our tour guide, uh, what is it that you want on a cruise ship? And consistently, what was he saying year after year, casino was ranked uh, at the very bottom. You know, so they're not going to put a casino on any of their ships. Now, I don't want to say never say never, but, you know, it was pretty definite that our tour guide was like, no, nah, I don't see it happening anytime soon. How did you like Andy's room in one of the in the clips in one of the kids uh, sections? I, I forget what it was called. The place where they make all the crafts. It was across from the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, um, Andy's room, you know, is like the little play area where the, it, it was the cutest thing. Like it has the slinky dog and there's like a little slide in there. Big, huge um, Mr. Potato Head, too. It was awesome. Yes. Like I, my son, the youngest one, gravitated to that room right away. Of course, the oldest one went over to the Disney Infinity stuff because he's a big gamer. Oh, yeah. Um, that's just catty corner. Yeah. Yeah, there's just, and then he also likes to draw. So they have those, you know, lit up screens that they teach him how to, they do those animation classes. And then they also have these different things that they can kind of like look at. And, you know, they don't really necessarily stencil or trace or anything. It's just like they're really teaching them what animation means. And my son came home like in a drawing frenzy. I had to buy like all the metallic sharpies and all of the, so it really awesome. started something you know, cool for us to take home as a family. Um, they just, they do such an amazing job, truly. That, that's really. awesome that they're teaching them how to use the construction lines to draw. One of my biggest gripes, I'm going to get a little sidetracked here, so I apologize <laughs> to you and our <laughs> listeners. The sketches that you can purchase for 45, 50 bucks now and, and up, you know, at the resorts or in the yeah. parks and things like that, it really grinds my gears that when I found out that all of that work is traced. Really? So like, an artist will, will submit a character model and Disney has to approve the template. And so they'll use that template and it's, they send it out to everyone 
And the, they'll take that template and put it underneath the animation paper. And what they're doing is they're tracing lightly right over the original image. And they have to stick to those original images. They can't uh, veer off and do their own thing. Disney has really cracked down on the animators or the artists, I should say, that are drawing those. Like once I found that out, I stopped purchasing them because I'm like, I can do that at home. Right. You yeah. know, um, so I'm glad they're teaching that stuff to the kids and how to properly, you know, as an artist myself, I love art and I draw all the mm. time. You've probably seen my yeah. Instagram accounts lit up with just drawings I do with my son and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about teaching the kids. Uh, I would rather purchase a sketch and have like my kiddo or myself watch the artist do it and learn from mm-hmm. it than just purchase something I know has been traced over. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. So you, I got, you want I got an way original off. piece of art. Yeah. I got way off topic there. So that's my little no, rant no, no. and I'll shut I, up. It's just one of those things. I think as an educator too, we see so much value in like a skill actually being taught. Um, and so it just goes to show you that these cast members are truly invested in the growth of your children. It's not just about plugging them in front of a TV or playing tag or duck, duck goose or something like that. Like they, are going to bring them in and they're going to have so much fun and they're going to come away with things that they're going to bring home. It just is, it's a full experience. It's truly like concierge service. Like I, I just don't know what other cruise line is going to put that much into your children, you know? Right. And you know, they put just as much attention into the adults as well. I can, I can remember a few weeks ago watching, uh, you know, the guests aboard the ship, aboard the dream. And immediately they're putting a drink in their hand and, you know, Saying, hey, go to this pool. You can go here while, you know, while your room is getting ready, right? And immediately you had people with food, drinks, having fun as soon as you board, uh, aboard the dream. And we saw that with all the adults as well. I mean, we walked around and we could see them in the side pools there on the side of the boat with just the adults just chillaxing while their son or their daughter is out doing whatever they're doing, having a good time too. It was really cool how they cater to the adults just as much as they do as the children as well. Yeah, they truly do. So I found out how much it costs per hour. Okay. What <laughs> is it? Actually per half hour. It's $4.50 for the first child and $4 oh. per half hour after that. And, um, you know, you can reserve those based on your um, your status with Castaway Club. So, you know, if you cruise, uh, the first time you're not part of the Castaway Club, but, you know, then you become silver two to five. And then after that, it's gold. And then after that, it's it's uh, platinum. So, you know, you get some perks for being a frequent cruiser. So we'll be silver this time. I'm super excited. That's not bad. So it's like 10 bucks, no, basically, give all. or take for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Less than $10. Um, and you're getting excellent child care. Excellent child care. I mean, I, I would do that. Five hours, spend 50 bucks. Yep. You have to do it at least for an hour. And then, you know, they do have some restrictions on how many times you can reserve it. Okay. But when you get on the boat, if there's additional availability you can request that so one cool thing too that i that i noticed and and i'm sorry i don't i'm here i am just bringing up everything that we went on the tour there the candy shop there yeah yes that was simply amazing you know talking about because i'm sitting here thinking about details for the kids and for the adults and they even have a candy shop for the kids and and adults too with everything anything you'd want right at an additional charge um they have you know free soft serve um, on the deck, just like any cruise. And, but I think their soft serves better. They have some, you know, different flavors. Like sometimes they'll have banana. Sometimes they'll have, you know, a mixture or strawberry or something like that. But they always have chocolate and vanilla soft serve for free. But if you want to do this upcharge experience, it, it really looks like, um, the candy crush, not candy crush game, but you know, the game on, um, why is that? Re- Wreck it Ralph. Thank you. Right. So, and that's, yeah. Um, and that's what it was themed after. 
It is the most adorable thing. But what I loved about it is, you know, they had gelato and ice cream. And we actually um, had them, we went in and ordered. And I, I didn't know that you could do this, but they told me when I got on the boat, they have this like car, like one of the little uh, cars they play in the game. And they fill it full of ice cream and they'll bring it to your dinner table. Oh, that's awesome. So it was the coolest thing. Like, I think they put three or four different flavors on there. And they delivered it at dinner. We didn't tell the kids. We surprised them. And they thought that was the coolest thing. And we still have it. It's like a popcorn bucket for us. You know, we save these things. So along with my Darth Vader popcorn bucket, there's, you know, Vanellope's little car. So Of course. So what about, you know, clients that are looking for uh, land versus sea? What, what would you What would you ask? What would you tell them? What are the differences? Okay. So, you know... When you go on a land vacation, of course, when you're going to Walt Disney World or Disneyland, you're doing lots of walking. You're going to experience lots of rides, lots of shows, you know, lots of things like that. But, you know, my husband, he likes Disney World, but he does not love it. And I know that's like sacrilege, but (laughs) it's like, what did you just say? But um, he likes it, but he doesn't love it. And it's because when he comes home, he feels like he needs another vacation. Like he's just tired. Um, because we, you know, we walk and we're going to, we're going to do it from open until close and we'll try to get a nap in, but if it works out, it does. But, but, but the thing about, you know, the C version of this is you're going to get a lot of that. You're not going to have the rides other than the aqueduct, but you're going to get the character interactions. You're going to get shows. You're going to get, um, you know, fantastic food, which is one of the reasons I love Disney in general. Um, but you're also going to get a lot of time to rest and relax because your kids are probably going to want to be in those clubs. And even if they don't, they're still going to want to be at the pool because they have this huge TV where they show all these Disney movies on marathon. It's amazing. Um, and you're going to get a lot of time to just rest. And, you know, in this busy world, that's something I think we all need to do. And my husband loves this more than anything. All of our devices get turned on airplane mode. So we're not charged astronomical fees. And they go in the safe. So we are getting amazing quality time together. And that's hard to come by these days because, you know, we're all plugged in all the time. So, I, you know, it really just depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a vacation where you're, you know, for us, Walt Disney World is amazing because my kids never say they're bored. Never. <laughs> There's no way right. to be bored there. Um, so if you're looking for a go, 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 have tons of fun and just come home exhausted but feeling great. Disney World, the land is totally the way to go. If you're looking for that Disney magic, but getting a chance to relax, the sea is the way to go. But a lot of people like to do them together. And I tell you, one of the biggest questions I get from a client is, what, I want to do both, but what order? And I always tell them, do your do your Walt Disney World first, because you're going to run, 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 and have so much fun and do so many things. And then you're going to follow that up with a wonderful chance to relax and rest and still get that Disney magic. Um, but you'll go home feeling refreshed. Yeah, I have plenty of friends that will do like four or five days land and then go on a five night cruise and then finish it up yeah. with like another three day or on land again before they go home. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a lot of that's Disney. That is a lot of Disney. But. You know, you're right. The land experience is, it's experience. That's exactly what it is. It's a vacation, Absolutely. but it's, it's not, it's not going to be ultra relaxing. It's going to, it's an experience. <laughs> right. I could see cruise. Uh, I have yet to go on a cruise. So I guess I'm like, I'm a cruise virgin, I guess. I, I would, would love <laughs> to do a cruise. Yeah. Matter of fact, and my wife has been bugging me. She's like, you know, we really need to do one next year. Let's do a cruise this time. Cause we've gone to, you know, Disneyland and Disney World countless yeah. times. 
But uh, yeah, I'm thinking about a cruise this next summer. I'm thinking uh, we might pull the pull the trigger on that one and and book it. But yeah, uh, it. you won't regret it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I will. You can send me your complaint letter if you hate it. <laughs> you know, you mentioned something. Getting rid of our devices, you know, especially yeah. if you do what we do, we are plugged in twenty four seven, right? And yeah. I would love to be in that environment where you just drop it, you know, just drop it. And uh, what better way than to book a cruise, like you said, throw those devices in the safe mm-hmm. and take in everything that they have to offer? You mentioned something about how they play movies there in the pool, and you mentioned that screen. When listeners, when when Grace said it was a big jumbo screen it's like a jumbotron in some arena i mean we're not talking just a jumbo screen we're talking this screen is bigger than your two-story house it is insanely huge and yeah they they had some advertisement up there for some cartoons or something that they were going to be playing later on that night and and speaking of screens they have two theaters on that ship as well and they have theaters on their other ships where you can watch performance performances and movies i think yeah weren't they gonna be showing Toy Story 4, I believe, that weekend when, well, that weekend we were out there, before it was released? premieres, you know, like, premiere, like, E-A-R, you know, um, for the Disney ears. Right, that's awesome. um, They they do, they do first-run movies, Um, so, you know, if you're on a Disney cruise and a new Disney movie is coming out, you can watch that, and it's included in your cost of your vacation, so we have actually not spent the $100 we would normally spend at the movie theater and we've held off, so we have not seen Toy Story for yet. And I'm like trying to stay away from every spoiler ever, and it's so hard. But um, but yeah, we we intentionally did that. We kind of it's kind of how we um justify the cost because it you know it is more expensive than Walt Disney World in most cases, especially if you take one that's longer than three nights. Um, and so it's one of those ways that we we call it the added value. It makes it more worth it. So they have that theater and it's so nice and even the chairs have mickey details i just love there's mickey details everywhere and um and then like you said there's that live theater and um my youngest son is begging to go back and see the beauty and the beast production and it is i've never been to broadway but i've been to off broadway and it's very similar so you know it's they really do a fantastic job with these shows they also um, on the Dream, they also have the Believe show and the Golden Mickeys. And that's another thing is if you decide to do other ships, you wind up with different shows. So it's not the same thing every time you go. And even even with cruising on the same boat, sometimes you'll get some variety as well. And you bring up a good point before we, we finish it up here. You know, Disney Cruise Line is a little bit more expensive than the average cruise line. And so what would you say to someone that is on the fence with either Disney or like some of your other cruise lines like Carnival or Royal Caribbean, what is the difference? What makes it so special for a Disney cruise to spend that extra dough for Disney and DCL? The Disney difference is just, it's hard to put into words. I know I said that earlier, Um, but truly uh, you get what you pay for truly. Um, So like sodas are completely included. You don't pay extra. Disney doesn't, nickel and dime you like some cruises do um a lot of them have upcharges for every single thing and and disney really doesn't they do have a couple of things but it's very few and far between you can literally walk on that boat and and not have to spend another dime if you've paid for your gratuities up front you know um and and be completely content and have an amazing experience because those you where else can you meet disney characters 
on a boat. You know, it's just like I got to meet some really rare characters and the really and truly though, it's the little touches. It's, it's the fact that you see people constantly cleaning and constantly painting and the upkeep is amazing. And then it, it's little things like when you're at the adult pool and, and a cast member comes out with chilled towels because they don't want you to get too hot while you're sitting in the pool. You know, it's like, I, I can remember looking at my husband and saying, we're not booked concierge. They are treating us like concierge. And, and he said, I guess it's just Disney, babe. And he's right. It is. It's just Disney. And it sprinkled one day when we were coming back onto the boat and there were people there with umbrellas to hold over us while we waited for the very short amount of time we, we had to wait to get on the boat. I, you're just not going to get that with any other cruise line. So, you know, again, you get what you pay for. And in this case, we we truly, my family believes that it's been worth every dime we've spent. So, and, you know, if you book early, if you book when they first come out, you can get the best deals out there. That's when the best prices are. So, um, you know, if you're considering uh, trying DCL out, if you want to try Disney Cruise Line, I highly recommend that you find out when the you know, contact your travel agent and find out when the next um, slew of itineraries is coming out because that's when you need to book because that's the best price. So it sounds like they treat you or your family, the guest, as as if you're the only guest on the ship. That's really, that's really awesome. Kind of crazy. So when are 2020 dates uh, going to be released for GCL? So they're already out. Okay. Um, everything is out there currently for 2020. So, you know, uh, it ha- hasn't been very long, though, since 2020 for the for the remaining part, that last little bit that came out. So, um, you know, right now we can, we can see through December. But um, those prices are still at a pretty good rate. But anytime that you can catch it on opening day, it's a huge difference in price because, you know, all cruises are based on, you know, availability. So the price goes up based on how many rooms have been booked. And if somebody's looking to book a cruise uh, through DCL, how can they get a hold of you, Grace? Uh, how can they follow you? Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Facebook at www.facebook slash travel by Grace. And you can find me, of course, at my email address, which is grace.waltexpress at gmail.com. And then I have a YouTube channel now as well, which is not really, it's kind of a family thing, not more. It's not just travel, but that's travel by Grace as well. Oh, that's great. Well, they'll get to know you at least, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. All right. Thanks for coming on. Really do appreciate it, Grace. Thanks for taking the time and, and talking with our listeners. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, very informative. You know a lot about DCL, so we're going to get you back on. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for allowing me to do this. And I've had such a great time. Thanks so much, Nick. Yeah, no problem. No worries. Uh, listeners, if you're interested in being a guest on our show, have a question or a comment, or simply want that free quote, don't be bashful. Get a little dopey with us. Grace gave you the information, so go ahead and contact her. If you want to be on the show, though, you can contact me, 407-674-0414. Email me, mousecapadespodcast.gmail.com. And as always, don't forget to check out our friends over at waltexpress.com. It's very easy. You can do it our, You can do it yourself. Join their newsletter and become a Disney expert on their deals, tips, and info on all things Disney. Join the Ohana. Have a good time. And as always, peace. Peace uh, out. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>